Hello, everybody. We're live again. Today is the 24th Monday, and I, my name is Stuart Brisgell, and I'm live with my good friend and partner, David Solomon, who I'm going to joke and say is looking like a little 3G today, but uh, is located in Montreal, Quebec. And today, David is going to lead the way on ranting about college tuition during COVID. Several universities still impose tuition hikes despite the fact universities were utterly empty. And David, I'm going to let you hit the road with this one because I know you're very passionate about it, and I'm going to jump in a little later. <laughs> well, thank you, Stuart. And I got to tell you, folks, it's great to be here. But let me tell you what I'm fascinated by. I'm a capitalist by nature. I love to make money. I want to make money. I want what's best for me and I want what's best for my family. College universities have been accused for years of jacking up rates and jacking up prices to the point where it's unaffordable. You have politicians ranting and raving about how students leave debt of over a quarter million dollars per student, U.S. Just, I mean, imagine starting life with already with that kind of debt. And here we are, a year ago, we, we befell into the COVID crisis. No one planned it. No one expected it. And yet when tuition fees were announced, they kept the prices up. What was the reason, you'd say? Oh, man, we lost money. We're going to lose money. Now, here's the crazy thing, folks. Every year, there's a tuition hike in 1% to 5%, depending on the school that you're talking about. All right? Three to five percent in most cases, but every year they keep telling you about increased costs. They talk to you about increases all over the place. But what I don't understand from all this is: so what was the problem this year? Because this year they said, "Wow, we lost students." So we were talking about you heard numbers. They were like. Tens of millions of dollars, over $100 million in lost revenues. Oh, my God, we're not going to have students. Yet, students were there. And they said, oh, we have to pay our professors. We have to pay for maintenance. And we have to do all these things. And that's fine. And I, congratulations. But in the one year students needed a break, this year the school said, nope, the private ones were more important and they're going to keep on jacking up rates. I mean, come on. For universities, especially Ivy Leagues, okay, the Ivy, where they weren't ashamed. Here's the deal. You went to Harvard, you paid Harvard rates. You went to Columbia, you paid Columbia rates. And let me tell you, I know two people who went to those schools and did not get a break. Now, one of the experiences of a university is to go there and to enjoy yourself and to have fun on campus and to experience it and to do. But they did none of that. But they paid for it. They said, oh, it's about the experience. You know, a Harvard University experience, the education, it's second to none. We still have to raise rates because it costs us more. It, you know what? Of all schools... Harvard, which has such a massive endowment fund, okay? It's the size of a freaking country's economy. Cry poverty. Cornell, Yale, Brown, they cried poverty. I mean, okay. So you may have lost a few dollars from your Division I sports because you decided this year you weren't going to play. But 
give me a break. Give me a break. Now, when they said, oh, but David, you got to know, like, we had these costs. We couldn't cut anything. That's garbage. Because one of my hobbies is I teach at McGill. I'm a lecturer. I do it once a year at the MBA level. And the crazy thing is that they told me, we don't have enough students. We can't have your class this year. So lecturers like me had nowhere to teach. Okay, there's the savings. How much toilet paper, cleaning materials did you guys save this year? How much did you save on maintenance? Because nobody's on campus. But that didn't matter. The universities gouged once again. The private universities gouged once again and fleeced the students for these ridiculous increases. And the excuse was, we don't have a choice. So Stuart, Stuart frankly, I'm at wit's end trying to understand, you know, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a capitalist, but come on. What say you, Stu? Yeah, you know, okay. So first of all, I've just put up uh, here uh, a lawsuit that's been filed in the district of South Carolina uh, against the University of Miami, uh, which is the latest institution to face a class action filed by students to recover their tuitions and other costs for coronavirus shortened spring 2020 semester. The 10-page case alleges the university failed to refund any portion of the student's tuition payments and any such refund remitted to date has been inadequate. Echoing the case filed last week against Arizona's Board of Regents, the lawsuit claimed the university minor students should be refunded all fees, right? So, you know, I guess the world is basically looking at this as, you know, again, in University of Miami is, you know, again, I'm in Florida, I've pulled this lawsuit up, and I'm sure there's countless other lawsuits that are being proposed or about being to be processed. But it is absolutely amazing that the audacity of these treasures of these universities that want to continue, right, to charge and increase their fees, you know, there are some of these colleges have announced tuition discounts for undergraduates for 2021. And I want to read this to you because I think it's crazy. American University reduced its fee by 10%. George Washington, 10%. Georgetown, 10%. Lafayette, 10%. National, 25%. Princeton, 10%. Rowan, 10%. Spielman, 10%. I mean, I got to be honest with you. You know, it doesn't seem like these schools have read the the language being published. I mean, I'm a parent. I got two kids in private school. And yes, you've called me white privileged on this uh, broadcast, which which I, I don't take too kindly because you know what? I've paid and earned and deserve to send my kids where I see fit and I can afford without being a burden on someone. But the colleges like the current government, they want everyone to be beholden to them. By having people be so in debt, they have no choice but to have governments that want to give student uh, refunds and get the government on the back door to pay for these massive educations. In fact, I believe any education that doesn't produce an income like basket weaving underwater or a poli-sci degree with no career uh, should automatically be charged double 
because there's no point to your degree. If you can end up taking a basket weaving class and turn it into a basket weaving company, then you should be able to possibly get a rebate as a government program. But if you end up being another burden on society or you go to a for-profit education, I'm for technical for-profit education. So long as you're able to generate it into an income and the money that you get back is proportional to the amount of taxes you pay and not these 100,000 career students in technical schools that end up nowhere. They're a burden on our country. They're a burden on our society. And I have no desire to promote this type of behavior. It's wrong. David, you're the one who came up with this idea. Tell me what is it like for you? You know what? I got to tell you, Stuart. You know what, Stuart? I got to tell you something. I I, I sent a couple of kids to an American university. I got one going to a Canadian university. And I want to tell you something. Okay. I, I'm, I applaud. I, I love the, the, the university experience. It's phenomenal. It's, it's a life changing experience. It does so much when you're face to face with people and you're networking and meeting people and you're part of clubs and you're part of doing all these things. That experience is worth the dime. But when you cut it all out, and I can't see my professors unless I'm on a screen. I can't go and network with people. I can't really do much in clubs. I can't get the university experience. Why am I paying full fare? And to say that, oh, it's about paying university professors, with all due respect to the professors, okay? Don't tell me it's the, you know, I know what you got to get paid and I get all that. And that's a big burden. But there are ways to be creative. Now, the interesting thing was one of the things that they, when we talked about the increases of tuition, the assumption was, especially for schools that are part of the Division One NCAA program, that they were going to lose all the football and all the basketball revenue. Now, we know that it got shut down. The basketball got shut down last spring and not the football program. But, you know, uh, they all cried. Oh, my God, if we don't have the football program and if we don't have the basketball program, we're in deeper debt than anything else. So, yeah, I got it that last Spring, summer, I got it. But I'm sorry. Yes, you played to mostly empty stadiums. Yes, I understand that you didn't get the ticket revenue. But don't tell me that ABC, ESPN, and all the rest of those guys didn't fork out gazillions of dollars. We know what CBS and TNT pays annually for the men's NCAA final, you know, the the whole playoff, the basketball playoff. Okay, every division one school that gets in there gets a ton of money. And you're telling me that, you know, I mean, I laugh to to cry. Poverty is 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 insane. And, you know, the fact that your kids go to a private school and that was your choice to send them to a private school. Kudos to you. But I'm talking about the people who want to go to those higher education and have to pay for it by themselves and not. I'm sorry, Stuart. I think that that mindset only shows the greed behind these institutions and not the intelligence. You know, the government always talks about where the money goes. I don't know why we don't talk more about where the schools are spending their money. You know, when a school like Harvard raises its tuition to a point at nausea, then claims that CRT got to be taught in there 
system. And then they also have to have a minority, you know, amount to get in and, and have all these rules and regulations. How do they still qualify under the government's term for title funding? I mean, this is just fascinating. I'm not just picking on Harvard, Yale, Columbia, Northwestern, you know, YU. I mean, I can go on and on and on. But like, where is the accountability of these schools on how they're accepting students, what they're teaching students, what they're allowing students to incur debt on? And what is the repayment amount? You see, for-profit education, you know what? You know what you may not know? That if they have 100 people that go into the class and only 5% drop out, they'll continue to get funding. And I'm making up these exact numbers. However, for-profit education is accountable for placing these students or they lose their funding and they don't end up having the student to repay their debt. Where is the same accountability for these massive institutions? This is what's amazing. These institutions get away with utter bureaucratic buoys. Stuart, the only thing I could tell you about all that is that they're private. You know, state school. Bah, but they get student aid to their the kids. They get student aid, David. They allow John Doe to get student aid to go to school. I'm sorry. The school needs to be responsible for that student to be able to repay that debt. And you know what? If they're going for basket weaving underwater, how come we're allowing them to incur $100,000, $50,000, $250,000 of debt? I understand the doctor. I understand the lawyer. Well, maybe not. But nevertheless, if they cannot repay the money in the education they're doing, they shouldn't be studying that in school. They should be going to a technical school and they should get out of the university system. I'm sorry. David, what do we got going on for Wednesday? Because I know I'm hot and heated. We have a lot of announcements. We've now just got picked up and syndicated on Spotify, which is a wonderful new piece of information. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone follows us that closely, but there are other RSS feeds other than Spotify coming up. And, uh, you know, check us out on all these medias. David, what do you got? So, what folks, first and foremost, Stuart, while you jump to the gun, I, I you know, the whole point of today's conversation was to talk not about the accountability of universities. That'll be a rant for another day, but more so the accountability of the universities to really pay attention to the people who are paying for it. And quite frankly, I know we know they, they don't care about the students. They only care about their their funding and their schools and the names on buildings. And they that's what they care about. And fine. So be it for them. Folks, on uh, Wednesday, one of the things that is kind of frightening in this world is the politics, once again, how it rears its ugly head within community environment. You know, everybody talks about how, you know, great things are. But at the end of the day, when you look at the city of Chicago, the relationship between the mayor and the police is absolutely insane. The mayor has made remarks, which we will talk about on Wednesday, that are abhorrent but won't be reported on the media because it doesn't suit the campaigning agenda of these this, this mass media. And it is vile. But we will talk about where, if it's going to happen in Chicago with all the violence and all the crime in Chicago, it's going to come to a neighborhood near you. Ladies and gentlemen, please, the rant at the rantnetwork.com, Facebook, we're all over Facebook and we're growing and we want to thank you all for these great, great, great uh, responses that we've been getting. 
And more so than anything else, guys, we really hope you can share. Please share these links with your friends. Share these comments with, with, with people. We really want to hear from, from, from the general public about how we're doing, what we should talk about, and so on and so forth. If you don't want, if you want, we are on truetalkradio.com. We're on now Spotify, as you can see on your screen. Yes, folks, we've made it to the big time. We're on Spotify and other podcast uh, stations to follow. So listen out for us, ladies and gentlemen. We look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Stuart, you got the last word. You know, I, I want to thank everyone for continuing to support us. You know, whether we're, you know, a little off topic for the day, it seems that our off topics end up hitting the headlines weeks and days after. And uh, our support. We need you to like us. We need you to download us. We need you to chase us down. Uh, and you know what? This will help us grow our platform for you. If you have topics, again, most people are scared of the media. We appreciate all the private messages. We do keep it private. We do hold it very dear unless we know that we can post your names up. And, uh, you know, the messaging, rant at the rantnetwork.com. Uh, David or myself personally, we all take all kinds of messages. David, I don't know, but I forgot to tell you, I got a hate message. You know, how dare I call out? You know, this is, a, I'm not going to get into the details, but I actually got threatened on a voicemail with no one's name with a blocked unknown number. How's that? Stuart, Stuart that is going to be part of Friday's rant is what has gone, you know, how people have been responding lately. It's been crazy. Folks, we love you. Thank you so much. We'll see you Wednesday, noon Eastern. Take care.